and we want to support all our partners. Here is Ben and his new podcast, Baker Rangers Movie Talks. Follow Ben and his guests as they review a movie of the week. If you want to see more from Billy, Ben, myself, or all our partners, please follow us at Hero Pod across all platforms. And without further ado, here is Baker Rangers Movie Talks with Ben and all his technical problems. Welcome to Baker Rangers, and uh, this is Baker Rangers Movie Talk. This is a place where we can talk about movies that we love and and have a good time. And today we are here with Phenomenal John from TikTok. Well, they're both from TikTok, and you guys uh, have seen the Balaller, King Balaller. We talked about Batman a few weeks ago, and it was a it was a great show. Yes, sir. So, thank you guys for uh, being on. Tonight, I know it's late here. Well, it's late for me and Balala. It's not terribly late for John. Tell me about yourself, uh, John, just as far as uh, your love for movies and everything else. Yeah. Hey, hi, hey guys. How's it going? My name is John, at Phenomenal John on TikTok. Uh, I mainly focus on comic book videos. So comics, comic book movies, games, TV shows, anything like that. I'm pretty excited to talk about Marvel and DC, especially the Batman, Moon Knight coming up and a lot more. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Balaller, I know you've been on our show before, but uh, let us uh, know who you are. Uh, I'm King Balaller. I'm a huge fan of movies and the NBA, and I'm really excited to talk about the direction that DC and Marvel is bringing to the table in the future. And I'm working on a project that I could talk about now, but I'm not going to talk about now. <laughs> we might talk about it in the uh, in the close. So yeah. it's exciting what he's doing, and uh, we're... Uh, we're excited for him. So, everyone should give him a follow. John is on TikTok as Phenomenal John, and it's J A A N. Correct. Balaller, he's uh, the cinematic King Balaller on TikTok. Also, King Balaller NBA because he loves the NBA. So, and uh, both have great content about comic books uh, with uh, John uh, and movies and. Balaller is really awesome with his movie reviews, actor reviews, and uh, his NBA reviews. We are basically talking about comic books. I was about to say college football. We're not talking about college football. We're talking about comic book movies. This is movie talk, so we're talking about movies. So uh, we're going to start with DC, DC, and then we'll we'll talk about a little bit about what Marvel's doing. Um, So... Me and Balaller did our review with uh, Batman. Uh, John, can you tell us what you, what you thought about the Batman? Yeah, well, I, I love the Batman. I've seen it twice now. Um, it's probably going to be my favorite movie of the year, and the year just started pretty much. Uh, it doesn't make me that excited for the rest of the DCEU. I'm more so excited for what Matt Reeves does in the future with the Batman, because the DCEU, as we're going to talk about in a little bit, is all over the place. Uh, so, But the Batman does make me excited to see what's going on in the future, so. Yeah, you can probably say it's the DCEUs, plural, because you you don't know what universe you're in <laughs> with each movie. Um, so, uh, what about you, Bilaler? I know, you know, you talked about how, how, how good, how much you love the Batman, but um, 
what what is your excitement level with uh, what DC is is doing? Unfortunately, my excitement level for DCU has been lowered due to the delays that are happening. However, I'm still really hyped to check out Black Adam. That's the only DCU project I'm looking forward towards the most. But the rest of the projects don't really get me hyped or excited because of the delays. But one thing I do appreciate is having Shazam 2 coming a little bit earlier than usual. But it's being on a release date beside Avatar 2, which is a smart business move on a DC point of view or Warner Brothers point of view. Uh, in my opinion, yeah, I'm I, I'm really kind of wondering like what Warner Brothers Brothers is uh, thinking with a, with a lot of things because it almost seems like the the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing, and then when the right hand does something, the left hand has got to change what he was going to do in the first place. Uh, so, uh, especially with you know how successful the bat the Batman was, and then all of a sudden they pushed back all their movies. Like everything got pushed yeah. back, because uh, and the weird thing is, you know, they had their DC EU trailer, you know, that showcased the Batman, Flash, um, Black Adam, Aquaman, and they're like, these movies are coming out in twenty twenty two, and was it only Aquaman is coming out in twenty twenty two? Is it Aquaman or is it Black Adam? Oh uh, no, Aquaman got delayed to March seventeen twenty twenty three, I believe. So it's it's just I think it's just black Adam. Okay, so they got pushed back like another year, so that's next year. Um, so with DC now only have two movies now. Marvel has twenty twenty two stacked. Well, every year is stacked when it comes to Marvel, and DC has been yeah. trying to try. I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to do the same thing. Uh, they kind of dropped the ball with uh, Justice League. And just doing too much all at once to now, again, doing too much all at once and then having to spread it out further than they want to. Because um, I was actually kind of looking forward to Flashpoint. You know, which kind of sucks about DC, the Batman was so successful. They should capitalize on the success this year and just get their movies out to get their fandom more hype instead delaying these movies and getting us less excited, especially putting out that trailer that got every single person hired to check it, a DC movie. They're finally putting themselves on the mark and getting fans into DC, but they keep delaying these movies and we get less excited. It's just not a good business move. And yeah, you know they wanted a uh, to extend, or the Flash um, with expanding that DCEU from Justice League and Aquaman did so well that they wanted to continue that, but uh, now you know they they had the Joker that came out a few years ago, uh, and that was after they thought that uh, the well I don't know if it was after they thought the DCU was was or Justice League anyway just didn't do very well, and it did well, but it was it's it was its own thing and it was it was great. Um, you had last was it last year you had the Suicide Squad which was fantastic and it's kind of in the same realm of the dceu because the first suicide squad was in the justice league universe Um, but this the suicide squad was kind of like this it's the same universe for the suicide squad but they just kind of took it stepped it out and made it its own thing um 
Yeah. Well, the only reason Ghost Moves are so successful is because ghost directors have creative control of their vision that they want to bring to the table for DCU or DC projects. And you see when DC wants something a certain way and you see Ghost Moves just flop horrendously. For example, Batman vs. Superman and uh, Suicide Squad 2016. Those movies were terrible. And the Justice League in 2017 as well. So when you give these directors their own creative mindset, they can really build a great story and a great movie in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah what's your thought on that, John? Yeah, I mean, like he was saying, with the creative vision of the directors, I mean, if you look at the Snyder Cut last year, and of course what James Gunn did with not only the Suicide Squad, the Peacemaker, uh, the Peacemaker excites me more than any other DC project, and it was a character I never cared about before. So I definitely think that DC needs to... I mean, I'm a DC sympathizer. I like a lot of their movies more than most people do, but uh, it's always a broken record. It's like they delayed this. They don't know what they're doing with this. And it gets kind of frustrating as a fan, especially as someone who likes these movies more than most people do. But yeah, I just, I want them to get on track. I know, I know I'm probably going to like Black Adam, but I'm not excited for Flash. I'm not that excited for Aquaman 2. And I get Shazam 2, I'm excited for, but that's only because I like the first one. So it's kind of a mess right now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited for Shazam 2 because. The first Shazam was, it was great. And it, it was, you know, you could say it fits in the DCEU just because of the last scene where, but you don't really know what Superman that was because you don't actually see Henry Cavill there. Um, so, like, it, it does seem like I think they can, they can hit it off better just keeping properties by themselves and doing it the old fashioned way, I guess you could say, and just, you know, letting the characters sell themselves and let these directors, uh, share their vision of the, of the story. Um, maybe except for, you know, when they did justice league and Zack Snyder had to he he, um, because of family tragedy, he, you know, he stepped away. And so they decided to bring in Joss Whedon, who is night and day different than, uh, Zack Snyder when it comes to, uh, his filmmaking. Yeah, you can really tell the Josh Sweden's version of Justice League. There's some scenes that feel like Zack Snyder, and there's some scenes that feel like Josh Sweden with the lighthearted, weird jokes. And it just felt like such a mess to the movie because you're like, oh, I could tell Zack Snyder directed this part of the movie. I could see Josh Sweden directed this part of the movie. But the tone of the movie was a horrible mess of a movie in the day. And poor Superman with the mustache. He didn't, Don't talk about that. He didn't have a the mustache. Superman dirty. Yeah. I didn't see a mustache on him. <laughs> I mean, when they digitally remove his mustache, that's what I meant. <laughs> I don't know. He probably took some Botox or something. That's that's what I'm I'm gathering from that. I I, I didn't think that Justice League was that bad when it came out. Um, yeah, I wasn't terribly excited for it because. I'm not as big in DC as I am with Marvel, but it it was it was okay, but it wasn't horrible. Um, and to me, the Zack Snyder cut. And I'm I will probably be opposite of a lot of people when it comes to popularity stuff because people love the Zack Snyder cut. I thought it was good, but to me, it wasn't too much different story wise than the the 2017 version. Um, it was just like a longer version with uh, with a lot of stuff in it, darker darker tone, not as not as lighthearted. Uh, Joss Whedon esque, but it's like if you took well, technically that's what they did. They took Joss Whedon out of uh, Justice League, and that's what they did. But um, 
But I did appreciate Saxon Andrews Justice League bringing up more character development to characters that we don't know that much, especially Cyborg. Uh, Ray Fisher absolutely killed everything those things he was in, especially the emotional aspect. And I can't believe that Warren Bros. did him so dirty. The the direction Zack Snyder took with the, his cut was, let's do some things. They're finally letting me do what I want to do, and I'm going to do some things that Warner Brothers isn't going to agree with, but they're going to put it out anyway because that's what the fans want. And it turned out great for the fans and great for uh, WB or DCWB, but there was no intention to do anything after that. So it was like they were trying to kill it off, but still keep what they've already spent millions of dollars on, like with the Flash and Aquaman sequels, uh, to keep those going just, just for a glimmer of hope. That they can extend it, but uh, they know that they basically they lost Ben Affleck because um, the Batman was originally going to be Ben Affleck Batman directing the Bat- uh, Batman. So then right. uh, they went a different direction because he stepped away from the character um, before um, they decide to do the Zack Snyder cut. So, um, and I'm talking too much. I'm sorry. I tend to ramble a lot, so. I will. So we're we're gonna we'll talk about each movie individually of what's coming up. Um, I guess the next one would be Black Adam, and that's not until what December or November, October. It's in the fall. It's it was was like the lat the second movie that was going to come out. I think think it's October. Okay, so we were going to wait until what June or July for the Flash, and then now we're going to wait longer for. For Black Adam. Oh wait, wait. Oh, it's October twenty first, twenty twenty two. October twenty first, yeah. So now we got to wait that long for the next DC movie. So, um, John, what what are you look, kind of looking forward to? Because we don't really know anything about it outside of um, of the Rock being uh, Black Adam, and you have a few other actors you know that's in it, but. Um, other than that, not much. So what what are your thoughts on uh, Black Adam? Black Adam looks pretty interesting to me. Um, it's The Rock. I'm a big wrestling fan, so um, anything that he does, I'll be excited for. And it looks like he really does care about the character. I mean, I hope they don't go anti-hero route too much. I do want The Rock to be a full-on villain. I want to see him try that. Um, and I do want to see this. I, I've heard a few people say they don't want to see this Black Adam interact with that Shazam. I, I don't agree. I, I want to see this Black Adam interact with this Shazam. I think it'll be a different dynamic. They're very different from each other. And overall, I'm excited to see where this places him in the DCEU, especially since we're getting Dr. Fate, Hawkman, and many more other JSA members. So it's it's pretty exciting. It's the most exciting all, out of all the DC products that doesn't have Batman in it. So, What about you, uh, Mueller? Like to answer a character that I don't know too much about, but I'm really excited to see the interesting portrayal that The Rock is going to bring to the table. Well, as having the JSA members of Hawkman, I'm especially excited to see Hawkman uh, in in Black Adam because of all the Hodge acting ability that I've seen in his previous work. Uh, he's just a really great actor. So I'm really excited to see him, what he brings to the table as Hawkman. And you have. Um, how do you say his last name? Bronson as Dr. Fade. That's going to be absolutely a phenomenal performance by him. 
down extremely excited to see what he brings to the table as Dr. P. How about you, Ben? Um, well, I don't know a whole lot because before they, I've heard any, or before Shazam and the mention of Black Adam, I never even heard of Black Adam. So, or Hawkman or Dr. Faith. So I can't really have an opinion um, based off the comic book characters, um, but I can on, um, you know, The Rock. We've seen him and he's in every action movie. Um, this is his first go around with a superhero. I don't know if he's been in a, any kind of comic book movie or not. So, um, so this is the first we'll see him um, in, in a role like this. Uh, but being The Rock, you know, he's he's a lot like uh, some of those actors that they play themselves whenever they're in the movies. So it's like The Rock as Black Adam. Um, so, if, and I guess he's he's a bad he's a bad guy in the comics. Yeah. Okay. I guess I could see that um, with uh, with the dynamic with Shazam. Because when I saw the the DCEU trailer, when I first saw uh, the suit, I thought, oh, is that Shazam too? No, that's Black Adam. So I guess the the style is still the same from that to Shazam. So I would like to see, you know, him versus Zachary Levi um, and and the kid gang, whatever. I don't know what their names are for the Shazam group um, to to be, be a part of that. Maybe this is going to segue to the next Shazam movie. Um, yeah, but I'm, yeah, so I, I'm going to watch it. I don't know what I'm looking forward to, but I'm going to watch it. And which sometimes that's the best way to, to view some of these movies. Cause that's how, when she's when I saw, saw Shazam, I'm like, you know, I know of Shazam. Um, you know, I even know that he was the original captain Marvel, uh, before Marvel uh, took the name captain Marvel. Right. Um, or yeah, and then they had to You're change right. it. Then they had to change it to Shazam for like the 1970s show, um, or in the comics. Um, but when I saw the movie, I'm like, that's that's one of my favorite DC. I guess you could say DC EU movies. Um, there's a lot of good ones. That one, uh, Joker. Um, well, never mind. So <laughs> there's a few good ones. <laughs> in there uh but so so yeah that's it's kind of where i am with with that um i'm kind of interested in in the flash flashpoint just because i i think what they were going with what they're going with with this is to recreate the magic of what marvel did with spider-man and bring in Probably, well, not the OG superhero because you had uh, Christopher Reeves as Superman before uh, Michael Keaton was Batman. But you're going to have Michael Keaton Batman in this movie. You're going to have multiple different flashes. So you you want to know how that's going to work and how that's going to play out uh, and, and, and the, the why bring in Michael Keaton Batman movie because that universe was kind of, you know, all the Batmans are outside of Ben Affleck is more of a lived in world, the real world. There's no magic. There's no this and that. So to, to, to bring a character where that did, doesn't exist 
into a, a world like this might might not might I don't know it might just not play off as well as they want. Uh, but I did I did like that they announced that he was going to be in it rather than do the Marvel yeah. route because even though the Marvel route did uh, create excitement for what if you know they had to be in it because fans build up so much hype because of that and if they weren't in it uh the andrew garfield and uh toby mcguire it probably would have bombed uh even if it was a good movie just because that's what people wanted to see and that was the best part of the movie anyway whenever they were in there uh so i like that they already announced that so there there's not this just annoying is he well i don't know why people would even think batman would be in the movie anyway (laughs) so but um so what are your thoughts, John, on the uh, the Flash Flashpoint uh, movie? I, I have mixed feelings on it. I mean, I'm not... Uh, the multiverse stuff is not my cup of tea. Uh, the reason why I like Peacemaker so much is because... And the Batman is like street-level stuff. That's where I get into more... So the more, you know, cosmic and multiversal stuff, that's where uh, sometimes I kind of tune out. And the Flash movie, his first ever live action movie being a multiverse one, doesn't necessarily excite me as much as other people would be excited for. And uh, I know I just said earlier that I love a lot of DC movies more than most people do, but I'm not the biggest fan of Michael Keaton as Batman, so I don't really need to see him come back. And I don't need Spider-Man No Way Home with Batman and Flash. I just want it to be a good movie. I would have preferred this to be a Flash solo movie, just like, you know, he just stops, you know, Captain Cold or Captain Boomerang. That's what I've, I would have preferred, but uh, whatever we're getting here, I hope it at least leads to something interesting. The movie, from the trailers and what we've heard so far, it, it sounds like a mess, but obviously I'm hoping for the best. Yeah, that that's kind of my thoughts, because I think this was just a Marvel spoof is what they're doing, is they see what Marvel's doing, so they just want to copy it, which is what they do with Justice League, and it bombed, and... Just, just like they're they're going through the same motions and uh, and and getting the the same results. Um, that's what insanity is: is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results, and it's it's not working. Uh, what about you, Bilaler? Uh for me, I'm not really too excited for a Flash movie. I feel like for a first Flash movie that we're going to see live action, they're doing way too much right off the bat. They're making this movie way too big. We don't need to see two Batman's. We don't need to see two Flashes. They could have done like a very simplistic story with the Flash learning his powers and having a start a rivalry with Flash for the trilogy or something like that. But I think they're doing something way too big and very unnecessary for the first Flash movie, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's to me it's kind of like a callback to Batman versus Superman because uh, Man of Steel set up the Superman universe. And then they they saw the uh, the hype for Avengers, and they want to get to a Justice League. So rather than trying to build this thing out, you know, a little bit at a time, they just cut to the chase. Because instead of having a Batman movie, you had Batman versus Superman, which was basically it was Justice League is what it was. Because you had Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. So I don't know why they didn't call it Batman versus Superman versus Wonder Woman, because uh, she was a big part of it too. Um, so, and they were the biggest pieces in Justice League. So I, I, yeah, I think they just kind of just, they, they tried too hard just to get to where Marvel was already at rather than be themselves. Cause 
they they didn't have they never they don't do that in the comics. You know, you do have you know maybe not storylines, but you have characters that are similar between Marvel and DC. Marvel will have a popular character, so DC will create a pop popular character to yeah. and vice versa. Uh, but with the movies, you you don't need to do that. Just look look at what works and just go with that. DC is different than Marvel, and they need to accept that it's different. Speaking of DC, look at their solo projects. Well, first movies of their solo projects, such as Man Steel and Wonder Woman, there were more simplistic coming to age stories. Is same thing with Shazam, and that's what really worked with those movies. I don't see that working with the Flashpoint movie since they do so much with the characters. I just want a simplistic story focusing on Ezra Miller's Flash learning powers and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know if they'll, you know, since they've already kind of established the Flash in Batman versus Superman as already knowing his powers. So unless they do like a pre prequel, I don't know if they would go that route with a lot of things because a lot of the fans now are wanting, they're not wanting original stories anymore. So they're, they're happy with uh, characters just, you know, get get into the nitty gritty. You know, stop spending an hour and a half um, on an original story when you can get to what the superhero is about. Which I like original stories, but a lot of times the original stories are the the best, and they stop learn they stop writing characters as well when it's just the superhero. But when with the Batman, it worked because the Batman. It was a Batman movie, not a Bruce Wayne movie. You barely saw Bruce Wayne. And I think that works uh, for it, even though I thought it was okay. Like, I didn't think it was um, great. Like, I liked it the second time I saw it. But it it is is more of a refreshing take on it's, this is the Batman, not Batman movie with, you know, everything. It's basically a Batman story. And I, I feel... Like they, a lot of times if you go to the alter ego stories, they're really not as, they can't, they can be compelling when outside of love stories. Cause I love putting love stories and everything, but, um, but it's about the villains and the heroes. And I, I like that. I do like the, the route that went and Joker wasn't even, wasn't even a comic book esque movie. Like you can make yeah. the Joker, you can, you could have called it um, the man who laughs, and it would have been, you know, a great movie, not connected to any, any, uh, any comic book. Even though, yeah, there's Bruce Wayne in there and stuff, but you that could have been some other billionaire person or whatever. But yeah, uh, they 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 make this where they stand on their own, um, and those are those are the better ones. Even the team ones, like with the. Uh, the Suicide Squad, because you didn't have to put it in the DCEU world. They took it out. They brought in a director who is great with ensemble casts, casts and you know it, it, it worked out for them. And it, it they were able to spin off Peace Walk, Peace Walker, Peacemaker. Sorry, I'm thinking about my my favorite video game series, Metal Gear. There's Peace Walker was one of the games. Um, and, and it did well. And I think that's what they were going to do with Batman. Cause they were going to have a, there's either a penguin show or a Gotham PD 
Yeah, so they announced the Penguin show and a, a DCTV show. So they're based. I think they're both both are going to be prequels. So they're also going to be in the same universe, but they're they're standalone things. They're not in the DCEU. They're in the Matt Reeves Batman universe. I heard that they canceled the Gotham PD show. Oh, I didn't hear they canceled that one because I know I know Penguin for sure is uh, greenlit and is going to be um, coming out in a few years or next year or something. Like that. I'm not sure, but I didn't hear about the Gotham PD being canceled. I'm not sure. Think Gotham PD. Well, there was one show that got canceled. Yeah. Um, there's a Variety article from March 7th. So they changed it from Gotham PD to Arkham. So there's some... Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. I was so, using the Arkham. Yeah, yeah. so they're going to do the Arkham. Well, I think... See, Gotham PD, I think, would be interesting. However, you already got the Gotham show, which was based you know, around Jim Gordon. And you know they already did something like that, so you want to do something new. And with Arkham, you can showcase more of these villains. Because uh, I think Batman yeah. of the DC characters have the best villains. Yeah. So, you know, if we can stay in that world for a little bit, like jump it out of the DCEU, keep it, keep it, keep it where fans are enjoying it and just let fans enjoy it and then just grow from there. Um, so hopefully they'll, they'll learn, they'll learn their lesson. But I think it might take a few years after the Flash and Aquaman movies come out. Um, where they can basically dissolve themselves from that DCEU universe and start a start, not start a new one, but just, just go with these original concepts. Um, so the, uh, yeah, we will talk about Aquaman. So that's the other one that that's coming out. What you said, March, uh, of next year. So it was originally December and that got pushed. March back. 17, 2023, I believe. Yes, March 17th. Yeah. So we got another year before uh, Aquaman. So, and there are some uh, there are some things about the new Aquaman that some people are not um, really too fond of with uh, when it comes to an actress that's in this movie. Uh, but what 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 are your thoughts and expectations for Aquaman to uh, John? Uh, I mean, I, I hate to give a short answer, but. I'm I'm not really excited for Aquaman two. I didn't even like the first one to be honest with you. Um, uh, I thought the first one was, uh, I guess mediocre. I wasn't into it. I think Jason Momoa was the only good part of the first one. And again, like you said, Amber Heard, that whole situation doesn't interest me at all. Uh, I guess the only thing that excites me about Aquaman two is seeing Jason Momoa again, and of course seeing Black Manta again. But other than that, I'm my excitement for that was pretty low. What about you, Bilaler? I'm in the same boat as John, but I'll say I enjoyed the first Aquaman movie because of the cheesy feeling of the movie, but I'm really excited to see Yaya Abdul-Mateen II as Black Manda because I absolutely love Yaya Abdul-Mateen II as an actor. He's just killing it lately with The Matrix. Um, he's about being in a movie called The Ambulance in 2022 soon. And he just, I'm just happy to see him become successful as an actor. So, extremely excited to see him return as Black Manda. Of course, that Jason Momoa return as Aquaman. So, that's going to be something exciting. Uh, and then you have James Wan directing the second one once again. So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, and we need recast Amber Heard. That's the only issue I have with the movie. But I think. I'm really overly uh, excited. Yeah, I actually really liked Aquaman. To me, of the DCEU movies, of 
the the Justice League DCEU movies. It was probably my number two. I think Wonder Woman was my number one movie of of all that. Um, and it might have been number two. Um, after Wonder Woman, the, the bar was pretty low. So um, maybe it was better than the other one. So I just enjoyed it more. Um, and I, I love James Wan as a, as a writer, director. I love the Saw movies. Like he created Saw, which is kind of weird. You know, now he's doing Fast and Furious movies and Aquaman. And uh, he's still producing those those horror movies. But yeah, it's another one of those things. Like I would be more excited if it was like 2019. I'd be more excited for this movie. But for, for coming out in 2023... It's it's not necessary um, again because the the best DC movies are the movies that either don't take place in the same universe or disconnect itself from the universe that it was in. You know, with uh, Suicide Squad um, and even probably Shazam too, because it can it can go that same route. So yeah, it's 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 not necessary in the whole thing with with Amber Heard. It doesn't make sense for me that Warner Brothers would would fire one party and not fire the other party because both both uh, the yeah. Harry Potter and the DC are uh, Warner Brothers um, rights uh, movies or franchises. So um, it just it just kind of a weird uh, weird weird thing going on there. But yeah, it is what it is. Uh, with I'm gonna it's another I'm gonna see it. I might enjoy it. I might not enjoy it. So, um, since they pushed it back another three months, it's uh, remains to be seen on if it's gonna. If if you sometimes if you push a movie back too many times, it's it's it it just doesn't it just doesn't it just doesn't work. Um, so my lighting is like DC right now. Yeah, I I wonder if it's like with with the execs at DC um, and and Warner Brothers if they are just fighting amongst themselves on what they want to do. And, or you might even have some directors or producers that want to carry on this, this, this thing and, and that thing. And they just don't, they don't see eye to eye. To eye so they just rush to, to, well, let's just do this now. Let's just do this. Let's stop. Fighting. Like let's do this. Miscommunication on the department. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I I don't I don't really know what it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They're 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 trying. They don't need to catch up with Marvel. Like Marvel is is on its own. They need to let Marvel be Marvel. Eventually, you know, Marvel may start you know coming down. Um, but you don't do that by chasing Marvel. You do that by being yourself. And if they keep putting out movies like the Batman and uh, the Joker and Shazam. They could have more success where people care more about their, their movies uh, because I don't think people really want them to be Marvel and they don't have to be. So, and I don't want them to be, I yeah. like like when Disney bought Marvel, I did not care for it. I was like, Oh no, Disney bought Marvel. This was like 2008. And um, they were already planned on doing Iron Man or Incredible Hulk. And uh, I think it was just those two. 
but Universal had Incredible Hulk, so they were making that independently from Paramount that was doing Iron Man, but then Marvel bought the property and then decided to turn this into the MCU. But it took them, like, five movies to get to Avengers. So, and and the, the yeah. phase one is probably the least exciting of the phases. But they, they they put the pieces in place. You know, they put Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, then they did Iron Man 2, then they did Thor, and then Captain America was basically the uh, preview of, to go into the Avengers. And then you had the Avengers. So, right. um, but, wait, my, my original point was I like individual stories. Whenever people were clamoring for Spider-Man to be in the MCU, I was 100,000% against it. Uh, I, mostly because I love Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I wanted his, that storyline to continue. I wanted Spider-Man to just be Spider-Man, not be part of a bigger team. And what they did with Spider-Man anyway, they, they diminished him to this little kid who doesn't know what he's doing and needs help every step of the way. So, which, you know, the movies are okay, but, like, it shouldn't have taken three movies, well, five and a half movies with Spider-Man in it for Spider-Man to now be his own character. Um, Right. But I still love No Way Home. Um, So, but, yeah. But that's, that's, that's me. Like, I prefer, you know, Batman just to be Batman. Batman doesn't need Superman. Because how can you really justify Batman beating Superman? You know, comic books, uh, was it Stan Lee said, uh, you know, when you pit two uh, heroes against each other in the comic book, you know which comic book, which character is the best, whichever one the writer likes the most. So if you got exactly. a, a writer that writes a bunch of Hulk um, comics and they want him to, to do Hulk versus Wolverine, he's going to have the Hulk overpower Wolverine because that's what he knows more, you know, blah, blah, blah. So if you just keep characters by themselves in their own box you can expand the box a little bit and you know have you know do do like the dc shows do you know they're all independent but they can work alongside each other at the same time and they have these you know nor you know crossovers and stuff but um i don't know i just like things just to be what they are rather than work trying too hard to to make it bigger than it is and that's another rambling point i'm sorry about that but <laughs> no worries, man. No worries. Uh, but we can we can actually go from DC, which is a lot more depressing. Um, yeah. To, to Sunday more. <laughs> yes. To more more established, I guess you could say, because they know more what they're doing than DC is right now, um, and that's Marvel. But before we do that, I got to take a quick intermission to talk about my host Zio Tahiro. Hello, I'm Billy, the host of Zero to Hero podcast, and you might know Ben from the Baker Rangers, but he is also a close friend of Zero to Hero and takes part in the numbskullery that is the Bulk and Skull podcasting. Join Jimmy and myself, and sometimes Ben, with technical problems as we explore creators and fans alike and their fandoms as the Bulk and Skull of podcasting. Follow Ben on Zero to Hero anywhere you find your podcast. Okay, so... Now we are going to go to Marvel. Marvel is a lot more established. It's a lot easier to talk about Marvel because they have a lot more content coming out. Um, 
2022 alone, you got uh, Moon Knight, who's just about to come out in about a week and a half. You have what else do you? I, I'm I'm not as. Uh, uh you have Doctor Strange, Multiverse. Oh of yes, Madness. Multiverse of Madness. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. What else? Am I missing something? Oh, we have Miss Marvel coming out in June. Or the Marvels. Uh, it's Marvels coming out this year. Well, it's called the Marvel, so it's not Miss Marvel. Oh, oh Miss. Oh, never mind. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. You said Miss Marvel, the TV show. My bad. Yeah, my bad. Never mind. No, that's my bad. Um, but um, yeah, you have a a lot more stuff coming out. Um, stuff that's already been no, and these are new things like Moon Knight has never been in anything. Miss Marvel's never, yeah. you know, that's new. So, um, could you talk about your hype? for what's going on with uh, Marvel uh, so far this year for this next phase. I'm really excited for Marvel for this phase. Uh, I'm a little nervous about Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness because of the cameos. I hope the cameos inside this movie actually have um, have impacted the story of Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness that aren't random cameos that you're just going to see randomly. But I'm extremely excited to see Moon Knight because it feels like it's going to be something really fresh, unique to the table, especially with Oscar Isaac's performance. Uh, well, what, at least what I heard from the early reviews, his performance is really great as the character of Moon Knight. And maybe, maybe they could set up the Midnight Suns afterwards, after Moon Knight, see how the TV show goes. But... I really appreciate the darker tone that Marvel's bringing to character Moon Knight, which is some extremely exciting stuff, in my opinion. Now, Thor Love and Thunder is going to be really fun to see Natalie Portman take on the role of Lady Thor, seeing uh, Tessa Thompson returning as Valkyrie, and having my favorite adventure, Chris Hansworth, playing Thor once again and bring those comedic moments as a Thor character. And the Attacker Waititi, who directed uh, Thor Ragnarok, returning uh, for Thor Love and Thunder, which is extremely high to see because Attacker Waititi really made that Thor character into something else in the MCU, especially with Thor movies. Thor went to be much more darker movies that didn't really, really work well with a Marvel tone. So it's going to be really fun to see him bring that character to life once again, Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, what about you, John? Like, what's your hype uh, for what Marvel's doing? Um, just uh, just in twenty twenty two alone. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very excited for what Marvel's doing. Um, like, you know, we went one by one through each DC project. If you did a Marvel, would be here forever. That's how much they have coming out. So that's a, that's a good and bad thing. You know, I feel like they're overstuffing a little bit, um, especially the Disney Plus shows. Like, I like. Most of them, some of them were like, you know, not as good as they could have been. So I'm a little worried about Moon Knight. The six episode structure doesn't work for me personally, especially with Marvel, how, you know, they like to tie in things to other stuff, put a lot of cameos, Easter eggs, uh, future setup. So Moon Knight does worry me a little bit, especially because I really like the Moon Knight character for the comics as well. Um, I'm very excited for Multiverse and Madness, but again, you have so many variants, so many things to tie into each other, and so many things to set up for the future. So the only problem I have with Marvel is that they're doing too much because they they can now, basically. So it's, it's a good and bad thing. It's a double-edged sword. Now they're like, so far, they're doing Guardians, they're doing Eternals. 
you're doing this, that, and the other. Now they can go even crazier and crazier. But I don't know how much is going to affect Sunlight Multiverse Madness or Moon Knight or anything going forward. But the one project I'm most excited for is anything that takes itself away from the multiverse. And Moon Knight would probably be my most excited thing right now. Yeah, because I think, you know, that's that and uh, Miss Marvel might be the, the, the only two things here um, this year that really not going to be in well i guess you could say thor love and thunder but you would never really know um with that so uh my i guess my biggest knock for marvel right now is that they for the last what year now two years probably a year a little over a year that they've been playing this whole multiverse angle but they kept doing uh was it the it was like the boy who cried wolf here's a multiverse now it's not a multiverse here's a multiverse Maybe it's not, a, I don't know, It's we'll see. And then, you know, here's a multiverse, but you don't get to really see the multiverse. You see it, like, a little bit with Loki uh, here and there. And then Spider-Man, oh, multiverse, but then the multiverse, you know, they took the multiverse back at the end of that movie. So then now you're back to the multiverse because of the, it's, it's this, yeah, this whole uh, te- teasing a multiverse for way too, just way too much. Like, I love WandaVision. Uh, to me, that that was that was my favorite of so far the Marvel shows. Shows to me, they kept getting progressively worse. Uh, but I think that had to do with uh, you know the continued multiverse tease just kind of got on my nerves. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but now we will get a multiverse and multiverse of madness. <laughs> you you don't know if they're going to take it back either. So uh, I'm going to watch it like when the first Doctor Strange movie came out. I didn't see in theaters. I think it's the only Marvel movie I didn't see in theaters because it didn't, it didn't wow. look interesting to me. Um, but then I saw it later and it was, it was, it was good. Um, but it, it's not a character that it, he's a character that's just there to, in my opinion, he's just kind of there. Not bad. That's not a bad thing. Like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is a great actor. I just don't feel like Dr. Strange really adds much to, <laughs> to the, to, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, maybe just me. But yes, Sam Raimi um, directing, so that excites me. Yeah, I'm. That's that's what makes me kind of more hesitant. Like I like Sam Raimi, but I didn't care for most of his Spider-Man movies. Like Spider-Man is my favorite really? comic book character. Um, and I I made a TikTok on, on this once before, and I got I I didn't get I I don't get a lot of hate. I just got people who are like what are, like they just I just I guess I just wire differently. Um. Because when the first Spider-Man movie came out, I was extremely disappointed with the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Really? Wow. Ex- and, really? Wow. Uh, it was... Uh, I'm not going to say anything, you know, bad, good, but I it just was too campy. The acting wasn't terribly great in that movie. And Spider-Man 2 was better, but it was just kind of like a rehash of the first movie, but without the introduction of how he became Spider-Man. I like I'm this is where I'm opposite. I love Spider-Man three. That's my favorite of the same Raimi Spider-Man. I, love it too. I can't explain why I don't care for the other two, but I I love the that one. But then Amazing Spider-Man came out with Andrew Garfield. I'm like, this is my Spider-Man right here. That's fair. That's fair. I, I love both though. To me, it's the best. It's still the best Spider-Man movie in my opinion. Um, because No Way Home is good once Andrew Garfield came. <laughs> came in so it was okay and then once you saw Andrew Garfield that 
I don't know. Maybe it was just my connection with that. And it just, it just got better at the end. And he had the best, he was the best Spider-Man in that movie. Like he made that. movie. He was definitely a fan though. Yeah. Well, you could tell that he was excited to be there. Uh, Tobey yeah. Maguire was like, you know, it's been a while since he's been in there and you can tell that it's been a while since he's been Spider-Man. But Andrew Garfield, you could you could tell that he just he just loved every minute. He knew he wasn't the he was the least popular Spider Man. He knew that people don't care for you know Amazing Spider Man Two is probably the main reason why Sony allowed Disney to or Marvel to to use Spider Man in the MCU. Uh, yeah. So you know he knows all that, and you could tell he played that way. It was I don't know if it was some of that any of that was written in the script, like the whole I never fought aliens. And I'm lame. Yeah. You're not lame. Like it's, 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 you it's guys. yeah. Uh, but to 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 go back to uh, what Marvel is doing now, Moon Knight. I I don't know anything about Moon Knight, but Oscar Isaac. You know, he's in Star Wars. Poe Dameron is a great character in the sequels, even though I don't care for the sequels terribly much. But I love him in that. And he might play Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid movie. I think he is. So I'm really looking forward to that because that's again my my favorite video game series and uh, and he petitioned himself to to be Solid Snake and I think I think they went with that I think uh, Avi Arad I think is that how you pronounce his name he's a producer for Metal Gear for the Metal Gear Solid movie he's also used to be um, the, I don't know if he was the head of Marvel but he was he was the he produced every Marvel movie until Disney. Um, bought the bought the rights. Then he did all the non Disney Marvel productions. So, um, you know, he's the reason why we have the X Men cartoon, and and uh, and everything else. So, I'm looking for that. I know that's not comic book related. That's video game related. Which there'll be another episode on that because uh, I'm really excited for the Metal Gear Solid movie, which is directed by John Vaught Roberts. Roberts. I don't know. If that's how you pronounce his name. The guy who directed King Kong, or Skull Kong Skull Island, so he's directing the Metal Gear Solid movie. So him and Oscar Isaac's. But sorry, I, I the thing about my show is I chase squirrels a lot. I realized on my last show that I had to edit out like ten seconds of me rambling because I was talking about a point, I got off the point, and I jumped right back into the point. And you would have thought that listening to it normally that I would have cut stuff out, but no, that's just how I talked. I just cut one. I, I chase squirrels, go down rabbit holes and, you know, chase my tail around. Um, no, we all but, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So Moon Knight, Miss Marvel. I don't know yet about Miss Marvel just because the, the trailer, uh, was, is really lighthearted. Um, kind of probably more lighthearted than we've seen with a lot of the, the Marvel shows. So Disney channel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's, that's, that's kind of what it felt, uh, felt like it felt like a, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be good because I'm still going to watch it and, um, enjoy it. Um, but I don't know a bit much about her character either. Um, and I'm sure that's going to segue into the Marvels, um, because the Marvels is going to have Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel and Monica Rambo as one of the characters. She was what, what character was she in the comics? She was Cap Miss was she Miss Marvel? Uh, she is, uh, uh, her name is um uh Photon, I think. Yes, Photon, yeah. So 
that's that I might be looking forward to, but that's not until what next year. Yeah. Yeah. But we're talking about 2022 right now. And so Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, um, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, which is also going to be an extension of WandaVision, you know, because, you know, Wanda is going to be a part of it. I'm not quite sure how. I think some of the villains for sure. Think so? I think so. Go into your thoughts about that. So, I mean, after seeing WandaVision and after seeing the trailer for Multiverse of Madness, um, you can kind of tell that she is going to a more dark side uh, after she learned all that stuff at the uh, season finale of WandaVision. Uh, I think it just makes more sense for her to be the villain. She's obviously done some terrible stuff to the people of the town. She's obviously feeling the effects of that. And of course, you know, she's feeling the effects of Doctor Strange also messing up the multiverse with being seen as more of a hero and not her. So that's going to be a lot of things, too. Uh, and in the trailer, you see that that same dark magic she's using, uh, it's it's also trapping Wong as well in the trailer. So that's going to be something as well. So they're definitely going to fight off against each other. She's also fighting Captain Marvel in the trailer, what it looks like as well. So she's definitely not a good guy here. This Doctor Strange Marvel vs. Amanda's trailer is just showcasing the consequences of them ruining the multiverse, essentially, because Obviously, Warner did some bad stuff. Doctor Strange didn't intend to do bad stuff, but he excellently screwed stuff up in the multiverse. And I think those consequences will be really excited to see between Warner and Doctor Strange's character inside Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness. And I hope Marvel really explores that inside the movie um, because I think that'd be super interesting to see uh, inside the movie. Yeah, and uh, Marvel, when it comes to these hyped-up movies, uh, they're notorious for um, fibbing a little bit in their trailers. Um, So you might see a character that's in the trailer or tease of a character that's in the trailer that might not actually be in the movie. Um, Or see a character that's in the trailer, but in the movie it's a different character. So... uh, also, like, uh, CGI stuff out. Yeah. So they did that with Spider-Man. They did that with uh, Avengers Infinity War. Infinity with War. The, the, the Hulkbuster. Hulk. It was the Hulk. Um, uh, so we kind of talked about our, our opinions on stuff. But what, what are your opinions? Because a lot of people are. They don't like that false advertisement uh, when it comes to these trailers because they feel like they're being duped. I like it because if you really like people don't want to be spoiled, but when they're not spoiled, that's when they, they get upset because you didn't spoil it the way they would. But they're, but then you see them, you know, with their, their fan theories that they, they want to, to, to be true. And they talk so, so much. Uh, so what are your thoughts on, on the way Marvel kind of does this with their bigger projects um, where they, misdirect uh, quite often in their, in their trailers. Uh, I personally love it. It just brings that unpredictability to the Marvel movie because we don't expect that big surprise when we see a Marvel movie. And I just, just love the unpredictability that Marvel brings inside their movie that misleading a, per, a fan with a trailer is such a smart move to bring a shocking factor when you actually see the movie for the first time. 
I'm like kind of a fan of it, kind of not a fan of it. Um, I, I like I like re, uh, misdirecting people and trailers and stuff like that, but um, sometimes you see. I guess it's more so fans that I'm more upset about because you know every every time Marvel thing comes out, especially when the Disney Plus shows are coming out, you see a bunch of theory videos, uh, fan casts, all that stuff, and that kind of misdirects fans as well. So there's only so much misdirection you can do. There's only so many teases you can do because you kind of set up a false expectation for fans and you miss that false expectation by doing something different. And it's a false expectation that they don't necessarily plan to do, but they still kind of tease something that they know they're not going to do. So it, it's it's kind of confusing. So I do like the misdirection that makes something unpredictable, but also it sets expectations that they don't uh, plan on fulfilling. And that can be annoying when you see uh, fans getting upset at that as well. That's true, because I think there's a, to me, there's a difference between misdirecting in a trailer versus misdirection in a show. Um, Because even though I love WandaVision, I really wish uh, Pietro uh, Maximoff was actually him from the X-Men universe. Um, Yeah. Rather than some guy named Boner. So (laughs) it's, uh, I think those are the misdirects that I, I, you know, you want to misdirect a little bit, but you don't want to like. You want to misdirect to where this is your misdirect, and then this is this is what happens. But this is your misdirect, and then this what happens. It's it's like it's that's that's a different that's a completely completely different story because you know with Spider Man, right? Yeah, they didn't show the two spider even though they showed scenes that had them in it, um, which they probably should not have shown this scene whenever. Spider-Man was taking on three villains that are on three different levels uh, because there's no way he can attack all three at once. So I know you had the Brazilian where you saw the Brazilian trailer where you saw the lizard, you know, move his face. Uh, But even in the, the, uh, you know, regular trailer, American trailer or or whatever, you know, it it cut off before that, but it didn't make sense why they would show Spider-Man going off. If if they, three villains were, you know, next to each other that's one thing but if they're on three different levels one person can't attack three levels from the middle so that that was uh unless they are wanting people to that was a non-misdirect misdirect i guess you could say where yeah this will make fans think there might be something else to it which we don't want them to know but we want them to think that they know because they don't set right, up yeah. the hype for 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 people watching it. Um, I felt like that they're doing the same thing with Doctor Strange, but I think they they might be taking it a little bit too far when it with with this because now because that was just two people, you know, uh, Tobey Maguire and uh, I said his name earlier, Andrew Garfield. Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. But now it's like Wolverine's gonna. They've already teased uh, Xavier in it, so yeah. And, and it was to your point, Blaller, of just over overdoing it without having a purpose of it, because just having just random cameos is is not gonna fill up. It might fill up some time, but it's not gonna fill up a story. It's not gonna fill up an impact to the story inside the movie. It might get fans hyped up, sure, but. Once that hypeness wears off a movie, it's not going to have the impact that you want to see inside a Marvel movie. That's the difference between random cameos versus cameos that have an impact to the story. 
definitely. Um, because just going like from one multi multiverse, you see the Wolverine, and then you know, two seconds later, you just flip to another one, you see somebody else. It's just you know, you don't want to, oh, that guy, um, kind of reaction. You, you want because you, then you'll have two different moments, you'll have the action, what's going on in the story, and then a little squirrel chasing for a second. Then you you basically lose where you're at, and it just it just kind of disconnects for 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 those for those moments. But um, I'm still looking forward to it. So, and it comes out what May first? Yes. Which uh, uh, who was it on in TikTok? I think it was Stand Up Something. I forgot. I think his name was Stand Up. Where oh, yeah. Multiverse yeah. of Madness. M O M and the movie comes out like right after Mother's Day. Yeah. So I don't know if that was intentional or not, but but that is kind of cool. Um so yeah, we've been uh chatting for an hour and my my time is twelve thirty, so it's one thirty in the morning for Balaller, so I'm sure he's ready for bed. Yeah. <laughs> ten thirty here. So you got plenty of time. time bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm in central time, so He's on Pacific. Um, so we're going to just take the show to a close. And uh, I want to thank you guys for, for coming on, being guests on here. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me. I love talking movies, even you know some of these movies. I don't really know much about the characters, but you know I'm glad that you guys do. So do you guys have any uh, parting words to say? Um, John, um, let people know where they can find you. Yeah, so I mean, you guys can find me at Phenomenal John on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, uh, and of course, just you know, subscribe to this podcast as well. I had a really good time on here. So uh, yeah, thank you guys, thank you for having me. Awesome, Balaller. Uh, obviously, you can find me on TikTok being Simman King Balaller. You can find me on NBA account being King Balaller NBA Twenty Two, I think. And then you can find me on Instagram being King Balaller. 22 and um work on a song that should be releasing soon and um uh thanks for having me on your podcast ben it was honor a lot of fun today uh thank you thank you guys and uh yeah balalers he's a huge Haley steinfeld fan so uh <laughs> yeah just look out he yeah he loves to rap and he's uh he's he's good um so i'm looking forward to the full release of of whatever he's working on and uh, it's going to be fun. And uh, thank you again, guys, for coming on to my show. And thank you guys for watching and listening wherever you find your podcast or on YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode of Baker Rangers Movie Talk, please check us out on YouTube and wherever you find your podcast. And also check out our host, Zio Hero, wherever you find your podcast at ZioDeHero.com.